Welcome to the Burn Podcast with host Ben Newman, the show where we break down the drive of the world's top performers in sports and business to uncover that underlying burn that pushes them to perform at the highest level. Today's episode is brought to you by the Financial Advisor Academy and the Unrequired Coaching Program. To learn more, head over to thefinancialadvisoracademy.com. Now, here is your host, Ben Newman. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. This is a special episode because it has taken far too long to get my great friend Jordan Montgomery here with us. Now, you know how we do it here at The Burn. Every single week, we're bringing you stories, adversity, challenge, the real stories from athletes, celebrities, entertainers, coaches, speakers, individuals in business, their stories of how they've fought through their challenge and adversity by connecting to their burn what drives them in an effort to connect you more consistently to what drives you, your burn, your fire that lights that why and that purpose that causes you to take the action that other people are unwilling to take. Jordan Montgomery is very special for me. I could mention highlights from an unbelievable start as one of the fastest growing leaders in a Fortune 100 financial firm, literally set records before he was 25 years old for one of the fastest growing financial services offices in the country. Some of the statistics there is something we could do three episodes about. But what I think is so incredible about Jordan was his courage to make a transition to now being a speaker and a coach, leaving a great business, having gone through challenge and adversity with a powerful story before we finish that I know is going to make an impact with you and maybe how you're thinking about COVID and everything that we've gone through in 2020. But everything Jordan does, he does it with passion, he does it with energy, and he does it with action. And Jordan, before I turn it over to you, I want to say thank you for a couple of things. Number one, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for our relationship. Uh, We've done some really cool things throughout the years together from World Series games to first pitches to speaking to troops together. I mean, there are just so many amazing things that we've done. But what I, I probably most admire about you is I get phone calls all the time with people who say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And a lot of people talk. And you, you've heard me say this before. People will tell you how great they want to be and the legacy they want to leave, but it's words. You have to pay attention to somebody's action to figure out how bad they, they really want it. And I'm just going to go straight for it because we could talk about accolades and all these things that you've done. But I would prefer to go straight for what I've seen, which is a young guy who was confident, He was setting records, I mean, income levels by 25 years old that some people never experience in a lifetime. You then get hit with challenge and adversity. And fast forward to today, you've made a courageous conversation with yourself, courageous decision to leave what was comfortable, fueled by now your wife, Ashley, and three beautiful girls, two of which I'm going to highlight this. You made a choice to adopt, and I think that says a lot about you, and I see the pictures, and I see the posts, and I see your engagement with these girls, and they are so lucky to have a man like you who came into their lives where you treat them as if 
they're your own. And so I, forget all the stuff that I've seen you do. I am so excited and proud of your burn that you display in doing everything that you can for those four women in your life. So maybe, maybe take us there. I know that was a big introduction, but take us there, Jordan, if you could, to how you went from being this, this young stud, making all this money, setting all these records, to a guy who said, wait a second, this is life right here. Well, Ben, th- number one, thanks for having me on the show. I mean, uh, you've been, um, of, of all the mentors in my life, and especially in business, uh, you've opened more doors for me than anyone in my life, um, professionally for sure, and personally in so many ways as well. And we've shared a friendship. You know, one of the things I appreciate about you is the same guy that I met 10 years ago in St. Louis, Missouri, in a boardroom at a boot camp is the same guy that you are today. And I think a lot of times people lose their way. You know, when they have success, they start to lose their way. They forget where they started or where they came from or who they really are. And that was my story. You know, I mean, for me as a young guy growing in business, uh, my goals were set before my values were clear. And that can be really dangerous. You know, if you're somebody who has a certain set of gifts, if you work hard, if you find the right opportunity, man, you could start setting your goals. And all of a sudden, those goals, they start to become a reality. And they become a reality before you're really grounded. They become a reality before your values are really firm. And so if you're not careful, your goals will take you to a place that you never intended to go. Our good friend Aeneas Williams said that, and and that's always stuck with me. Um, I think, you know, for me, one of the the hallmarks of my early stage career is I was coachable. You know, there's a a big difference between being teachable and coachable. I didn't know a lot. I mean, I was from small town Iowa. I was a 21 on my ACT. I graduated University of Iowa with a 2.5 GPA. There's nothing about me that was very special, but I was willing to work hard and I, I'd like to think I was coachable. And I would listen to people like you give advice and I would implement and then I would share what I learned. There's so many young people today that, you know, they're teachable, they're not coachable. So they're willing to take the advice, but they won't seek out the advice. They won't ask the difficult questions and they won't take action or implement. So in the early stages of my career, Ben, I remember so many conversations that we had where you said, hey, you should do this. And then I would go do it. And then I'd say, hey, Ben, I took your advice. Here's what I did. I just want to tell you that I did it. And I want to say thanks. And then every time, you know, that would happen, I realized you would give me a little more time. And then you would give me a little more time. And then you give me a little more time. And it turned into a relationship. So, you know, I think that was so much of um, what we built in the early stages was just taking great advice from people around me, being coachable and, um, and implementing the good advice that I was given. But at a certain point, I was working so hard and, and business consumed my life and my goals took me to a place that I never intended to go. So um, I'm happy to speak a little bit about that story and, and speak to the details of that story and what I learned. Um, but my story, man, was getting around great people like you, being coachable, implementing, you know, what I learned and then saying, hey, Ben, here's what I learned. And naturally, you know, great people like you were willing to give me more time because of it. Um, and that's something I'll be forever grateful for. And then tell us now, having learned those lessons, and one of the things I've appreciated is that you do what you say you're going to do. And as a result of that, now you have the Montgomery Companies. And this is a full-blown company where you're speaking, you're coaching, you're throwing events, throwing events bigger than events that I've ever thrown. And, you know, I was blessed to be a speaker at your kickoff event, and it's just incredible what you've done and giving back in the community. And so there has to be this fuel. And I've seen 
the change in you because of these four girls. So how do you think about those four girls? How do you, you know, Ashley and, and your three children, how does that fuel you every day? How, how has that made you um, show up differently? Well, one of my goals in life, Ben, when it's all said and done, I guess I, I would prefer to be respected the most by people who know me the best. And for so long, I served the opinion of people who really didn't matter. And that happens to us. You know, it's like um, you start to care about people that you don't even really know and, and you start to serve their opinion. And, and for me, like I, I, I was living for their praise. And then when, when my life took a turn, it's like, man, because I was living for their praise, I ended up dying by their criticism, you know? And then I met Ashley and, you know, adopted two children. We have a, a baby now of our own, Olivia. So Audrey, Claire and Olivia are our three daughters. And um, they're the stable force in my life that doesn't change, you know? And it's funny, you said, you know, those girls are so lucky to have you as their dad. Um, I'm the lucky one, you know, and I'm, I'm the one that's learning all the time. I mean, those three girls have taught me more than anybody else has ever taught me in my life. And you start talking about purpose and clarity and what life is all about. It's, it's that, you know? And um, so for me, I, it's, it's, it's the thing that fuels me. It's the thing that keeps me going. And, um, I, I, I want to be a family man with it, with a, with a business, not a businessman with a family. And in today's world, and you see this all the time, there's so many people that are striving to make the next buck or get the next gig. Uh, at the end of the day, none of that really matters. What matters is the people close to you. It's being where your feet are and it's being respected the most by people that know you the best. And if I can go down that way, having respect and love from people that I was truly close to, um, then I think I will, be proud of the life that I led. And I'm still working on that journey every day. I mean, I fail a lot. Ashley would be the first one to tell you that, but um, I'm, I'm sure trying and uh, Ashley and the girls have been just the biggest blessing for sure. You know, one of the things in this speaking and coaching work that we do is uh, we steal each other's quotes from time to time. And then uh, we get to categorize it as research. So for anybody that, uh, has ever heard me say, be where your feet are. That's because of you. And you just said it. So you stole a little bit of my ammunition, but you know, be where your feet are. You first said that when we spoke at one of our boot camps in Las Vegas, and shoot, that was probably five or six years ago. And it was an incredible event, but I specifically remember that's when you said, be where your feet are. And that's really what you're describing. That's how you're living. You're being present when you're at home but you're locked in and focused when you're on the road. I know how locked in and focused you get with your passion for coaching. Now doing it in the, in the sports world with Central Arkansas football and others. And so how important is that lesson of be where your feet are? Well, at the end of the day, every time you say yes to one thing, you say no to something else. You know, And you and I have had so many conversations about this, right? The power of no. And I think one of the things that pulls us away from what we're supposed to be doing is what other people are doing, as crazy as that sounds. And so I've had to be more okay. I've had to, I've had to accept the fact, Ben, that if I'm going to live a life of significance, I'm going to have a bunch of critics. It's just part of the deal. Because when you say no, people are upset. They're mad. Um, they think you should be spending your time doing something else when you're really committed to this other thing. And so I think, yeah, I know at the end of the day, if I'm going to live a life of impact, it's like, I'm going to have some followers and I'm going to have a bunch of critics. And it's my job to focus my attention on the followers and on the people that I'm leading. It's on my wife and my kids, the people in, in our business that I've committed to serving. It's my closest friendships. 
And I've got to be more concerned with those people than these other people who want maybe time or attention or want me to do something. It's like, I, I, I'm okay if they don't think, you know, at the end of the day that I've served them well or that I'm, I'm not the man they want me to be because um, I know who I am and I'm getting more clear about who's Jordan Montgomery, what are the gifts that God gave me, who does he want me to be. And if I lean into that mission, then I can just accept the fact that I've got critics and people that think I should spend my time doing something else. Um, I'm going to be where my feet are and um, continue to live a life of impact. I, I love your answer there. And you and I, it takes me back to a conversation you and I have. It's a great segue for the, the final thing I, I really wanted to speak to, especially with everything everybody's going through with challenge and adversity right now. But for you to establish that clarity, you and I had a great conversation on clarity. But for you to have that much clarity, you had to go through significant pain. And I remember when you were going through that pain, I shared a Bible verse with you, James 1.12. And the reason why I knew it and memorized it is because I need it all the time in my life, so much so that I've read it every single day since February of 2008. And the verse is, blessed is the man or woman who perseveres under trial, for when they have stood the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And so let's go back to that painful but pivotal moment in your life, you're running a financial firm, you're setting records, you have, have individuals who have been in business, men and women running businesses for 20, 30 years outside of the industry going, how do you have a culture like this? Like, look at the growth, you're setting records for a Fortune 100 financial firm for a district office, this has never been done, it's, some of the numbers have never been done, some of the the, the, the age in which you've done, like there's just a bunch of firsts for everything. And you have people going, how are you building this culture? So you were on fire, building a dream home, doing all of these things. Many people would say you were living on the mountaintop. And all of a sudden you went through some pain and challenge. And I wanted to specifically have you spend time here for everybody listening. Because right now I know there are a lot of people who are saying, I got to restart. I own a family restaurant. Restaurant went out of business because of COVID. Uh, I'm dealing with these issues that have tripped up my business. Uh, the, the process of business development is gone. I've lost revenue. I don't know if I'll ever be able to redo it. They've lost belief in themselves. So I'd love for you, if you can, paint a picture for us of what you went through with this concept of there are individuals watching. They're going to have to restart. And essentially, you had to restart and part of that restart and that pain you went through has been part of you now living the life that uh, you've become so passionate about to serve others. I, I appreciate the question. And, you know, there's a long time, Ben, where I couldn't talk about this. Um, it, it, was, it was too painful and it hurt too much to talk about it openly. And I've just gotten to a point in my life where I realized it's really not about me. It's about how I can help others through my journey. You know, and Brene Brown says, if you deny the story, it defines you. If you own the story, you can write a brand new ending. And I've decided to own the story. You know, I think it'd be uh, the popular thing or the easier things to say, well, I kind of transitioned on from that opportunity or, well, I kind of had a disagreement or, well, I kind of got let go. It's like, okay, none of that happened. I got fired. That's what happened. Right. I mean, I got, I got fired <laughs> from a really, a really great opportunity. And it was because of a really careless decision over a over a test. And, you know, I can't, I can't get it back. It didn't hurt anybody. It wasn't intentional. It was just something simple that I did. 
but in the industry that I was in, those things can't happen, right? So that's the story. And for me, the first part of dealing with the pain is just own it. So many people try to make excuses or mask something that they did. It's like, well, it didn't really happen or it wasn't that bad. It's like, no, it sucked. It was really freaking hard. It was horrible. And it was <laughs> painful as hell. That's so true. You know, and it's like, just call it what it is and then be okay with it. And you know, you're over something or you're close to being over it when you can talk about it in a way that doesn't affect your current identity. And I'm there, right? Like I can talk about this in a way that doesn't affect my current identity because I've gotten over it and I've had to pray through it and get counsel from people like you and others. But at the end of the day, that's what happened. And I was broken. And being broken is a really powerful position. When you are on your knees before the Lord and you got nothing else left, it's one of the most powerful positions that you could ever be in. Because God does his best work when we're in that position. We're more willing to hear. We're more willing to listen. More, we're more willing to listen to not just the Lord himself, but to others, right? Like from our close friends, it's like, People have been telling you all your life, hey, you got to quit doing this or start doing X, Y, and Z. And we're like, oh, that's not for me. Well, all of a sudden it was like, hey, maybe I should start listening to people. You know, maybe I should start praying a little bit more. Maybe I should, if I say I'm a man of faith, maybe I should start walking my talk. Mm. So that's what happened for me, Ben, is like God had me in a place where I had to listen. And for the first time in my life, I started asking the deep questions. I started doing the real reflection and I started getting serious about my future which led to a conversation with you standing on my back porch in Tiffin, Iowa, three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And I came to you and I said, Ben, I want to start this coaching and speaking business. I'd love to do what you, what, what you do. And the most powerful thing about that is I wrote in 2010 in a vision statement at a, at a boot camp in St. Louis, Missouri, I told you I wanted to do work with you in some capacity. And I was a 22 year old kid that didn't know anything. I just continued to build a financial planning career. Story comes full circle, you know, Six, seven years after that, I end up starting this coaching business, the speaking business out of a conversation with you at three o'clock in the afternoon on my back porch on a Friday. And you said, well, Jordan, you got to do X, Y, and Z. So again, I was coachable. I did X, Y, and Z. And because God is good and I've got great people around me, we started a business that now is, is fairly significant. I'm still learning every day, but I had to go through brokenness. Um, God had to really soften my heart. Uh, I was in a powerful position. I didn't know it, but I was in a powerful position because I was willing to listen to you and others. I met my wife because of it. We have three beautiful daughters because of it. Um, the pain that I went through was absolutely worth it. And the scripture is clear that we should delight in weaknesses, hardship, insult, and persecution for when we are weak, then we are strong. And that's, and that's been true of my life. I know it's been true of your life. It's been true for so many people that I've been close to. And so for the people on uh, the show, Ben, that are they're listening, that are hurting, uh, trust this. Your brokenness is a powerful position. Do the hard work. Do the reflection. Um, ask yourself the deep questions. Maybe it wasn't your fault. But if it was, or there's some part that you played, right? Like what part of the problem is me? Whatever that is, own it own it. And it doesn't mean you got to go tell everybody about it. Just own it. It is what it is. Because once you own the story, you can write a brand new ending. So, um, Ben, that's really my story in a nutshell. And, um, and I thank you for, for being a part of it. You've been such a big part of that story over the years and forever grateful, man, for your friendship. Well, you, you said something to me and I appreciate your transparency and honesty there because people need the message you just shared right now. And, 
And I don't do it often, but I'm going to encourage everybody, please share this episode with one person. Share that at least with one person that you've recently had a conversation with that is going through pain that feels like they will not be able to get up again. And please use Jordan's story as a way for them to find their strength to understand that their brokenness is actually going to present their greatest opportunity. And uh, I'll, I'll just share with you, you shared something with me at a, at a World Series game. You had said, we were having a conversation. You said, man, but the best is yet to come. And, uh, you know, you are only scratching the surface, all the amazing things that you have already done in this new business. What you did, what you overcame, what you're doing, only scratching the surface of this incredible things that uh, the gift, gifts that God has given you are going to continue to lead towards great impact for others and I appreciate your friendship, brother. I love you. And uh, for, for everybody watching, please share this with somebody that needs it. And please make sure to go and follow Jordan. Jordan, real quick, let everybody know, how can they uh, stay in touch with you? Yeah, uh, MontgomeryCompanies.com is our website. We are most active on Instagram in terms of social media. Uh, Jordan M. Montgomery is the Instagram handle. Would love to connect with listeners and provide value in any way that we can. Well, stay connected uh, with us every single week for more episodes of The Burn. These are the types of stories that you get to hear that connect you to the importance of your burn to fight through that challenge, to fight through that adversity. And it's those types of stories that help others find strength. And that's why we highlight them every single week. So, Jordan, thank you so much. And each and every single one of you, stay connected to your burn. Keep fighting. The best is yet to come for you as well. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Burn Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get notifications as new episodes release every week. To connect with Ben, follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Continued Fight. Until next time, keep attacking one day at a time.